Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Lions fans. This is Jesse Cass, and this is the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Welcome into the show, everybody. Once again, Jesse Cass here with you for another episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network. Have a great episode for you with a really talented broadcaster, Jenny Kavnar, on the show as a guest. She called the LMU Nevada game this past weekend for AT&T Sportsnet and gracious enough to give us some of her time here on this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. We'll have that coming up in just a few minutes. But before we do, I want to let you know that if you enjoyed the LMU Basketball Podcast, we're available on all of your favorite directories, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at any social media handle, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Believe Podcast is the handle. You can also follow along with me on Twitter, at Jesse underscore Cass. As we get this thing rolling, the Elmu Lions 1-1 in one on the year after a tough loss on the road at Nevada. It was a 72-67 to final with LMU leading actually much of the way in the game against Nevada. LMU jumped out to an 8-0 start, eventually led by as much as 9, 19-10, and then it was really a back-and-forth battle in the second half with Nevada ultimately prevailing 72-67 by that five-point margin. A really close and tough loss, but one that I thought was a very encouraging performance by the LMU Lions in their first road contest. You look at this roster and this team, it's really... A clean slate, a brand new roster because of the injuries to Joe Quintana and Damian Douglas, and of course, the absence of Matias Marcuson. Those are three guys when you went into the summer that you thought would likely be starters for this team. So the fact that none of them are on the court for the Lions right now and they're still able to perform so well is definitely encouraging looking forward to the rest of the season. Eli Scott has been phenomenal. That's something that we said we expected when we were talking the season preview last week. Uh, going into the first couple of games of the year. Eli Scott has been absolutely outstanding. He had another big-time ball game, 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. The only problem was he dealt with a lot of foul trouble, and really the tide turned when Eli Scott picked up his third and fourth fouls within a couple seconds of each other very early in the second half, right around the 19-minute mark, just about a little over a minute into the second half of play. He picked up two personal fouls, with the second of which coming on an inbounds pass about 90 feet away from the basket. So some tough fouls to pick up for Eli. Mike Dunlap brought him back pretty quickly around the 10-minute mark, so there was definitely a significant absence in that time, but the team hung tough. Mike Dunlap, with those four fouls, elected to roll the dice and put Eli Scott out there, which was the right move, and Eli played very well until he ended up fouling out, trying to block a dunk after a turnover at about the four-and-a-half-minute mark. So that obviously was a big factor. You're one of your few upperclassmen out there, and really the the primary ball handler and initiator for the offense. Uh, made it tough to finish that game out after the Lions led for much of it, but as we said, still nothing to hang your head about so early in the season. A, a really strong effort and performance, uh, and some great signs from other players in the roster that we are just getting to know. Uh, we know, of course, Ivan Alipiev, one of the returners, he had another nice game, struggled a little bit shooting from the field, just 2 of 8 from downtown, 5 of 13 overall, but did have 13 points and 9 rebounds in his start in 34 minutes. 
Uh, and then you also throw in Jonathan Dos Anjos, threw in eight points, and Diavante Williams was someone who really impressed me in his time on the floor. Just 14 minutes, but he had eight points, a couple of really strong drives to the basket, four assists, and his defense. He had three steals in the ball game. Just put a lot of ball pressure on the, the handlers for Nevada. They're a, a backcourt-heavy team with Lindsey Drew and Jazz Johnson, and Jazz Johnson was really talking, yapping, trying to get in Diavante Williams' head, clapping his hands in his face, and Diavante Williams never really saying anything back, but just performing. Got a couple of steals off Jazz Johnson, including one that led to a coast-to-coast layup. Had a couple of strong drives, great defense. I thought he was very impressive, and that's a really encouraging sign for the Lions, who, as we said, with Eli at really the point forward, the kind of other minutes for the point guard spot are up for grabs. And that was a great showing from Williams and really providing a lot of contributions off the bench in the Lions' efforts on Saturday night. So, as we said, a lot of encouraging things from the Lions in their performance against Nevada, and they have a full week to prepare for Colorado State, who comes in in just a few days, home game for the Lions this Saturday night at 7 p.m. And we thought it'd be great to get a little recap of the Nevada game and a look forward to the Colorado State game with our guest this week, as we mentioned earlier. It's Jenny Kavnar, very accomplished and talented broadcaster. She was the first woman in over 25 years to announce television play-by-play for a Major League Baseball game, which she did that with the Colorado Rockies. Also, of course, does college basketball work and many other things with AT&T Sportsnet. She's also done work with ESPN, Fox Sports West, CBS Sports, and much more across the board. So really happy that she took the time to come on the show here. So without further ado, here's Jenny Kavnar on the LMU Basketball Podcast. All right, we're now joined here on the LMU Basketball Podcast by fellow broadcaster Jenny Kavnar. Jenny, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. And Jenny, you just recently called LMU's most recent game at Nevada, a uh, really close back-and-forth ball game. Uh, what were your impressions of just that game in general with, with LMU and Nevada, with Nevada coming out with a close win? Yeah, you know, I was excited to see these two teams. I think on paper, both of them going through a rebuilding process, for lack of a better word, just so many new faces on the court. Um, Obviously, a new coach for Nevada and and really a whole shift in their program and the direction they're going after having so much success in the Mountain West Conference the last several years under Musselman and his departure. So I was looking forward to uh, seeing how some of the newbies kind of worked in and seeing the new look of them. We had LMU last year um, in an early road contest for them at UNLV and just really impressed um, with kind of their personnel and how they played out. And I know all the success they had in non-conference play last year, um, and even in conference play. So I knew there'd be a lot of freshmen on the court for Mike Dunlap to have to work with this year. But I, I just, out of the gate, and you and I talked about this after the game, Eli Scott is so impressive. I mean, when you look at, at his body type alone, being 6'6", 245, running the point um, with some of those injuries they had, and doing it so smoothly. I mean, I know you guys told me before the game he's really kind of the Mr. Do-It-All, but to watch that on the court and up close and personal, uh, uh, it was just really impressive. I told you after the game I was bummed that he fouled out because as a broadcaster you knew that was a huge shift um, in Nevada's favor when he wasn't on the court. Yeah, no, he got into foul trouble early in that second half, and really that was a factor the rest of the way. But to your, yeah. but to your point, he's he's just such an impressive player, and you didn't really get a chance to see him last year because he was out early with mono, and that kind of affected him for the whole season. But he clearly looks like he's at full strength and going to be essentially their go-to guy, as you said, the de facto point forward for the team. 
Yeah, I remember I pulled my boards up, having had you guys last year, and I go, oh, yeah, Eli Scott, and I had this big note, you know, will not play, did not travel, and I'm like, I remember hearing so much about him last year, not getting to see him play, and then obviously was just as advertised, um, as you mentioned, and, and will clearly be a key cog um, with a bunch of freshmen around him as the season goes on for the Lions. Yeah, and you mentioned there's there's so many newcomers on the team. Was there anyone that stood out to you from, obviously, a very different team than last year with a lot of the injuries that have taken place, but any of the newcomers stand out to you in the game that you saw against Nevada? Yeah, I think Jonathan Dos Anjos, just his length. I mean, I know, again, in just studying and looking at the team, you guys talked about him as being one of the best leapers that LMU had seen in a while, but how long he is and his athleticism it's very clear up and down the court um, the kind of impact that he can have on a game and I think we saw that in the second half he was pretty quiet um, in the first half but a lot of those points coming for him in the second half and um, just when he touched the ball his ability for what he can do with that size um, you know we noted and just doing the research again that the majority of the team six six and above but it's kind of that even doubt uh height across the board between six six and six eight um and not a lot of variance and it, it's interesting on the court when you kind of look look across you're not having again with eli scott running the point you're not having that like you know smaller smaller size but where the size advantage can come into play and the mismatches can come into play and i think we saw that for dos Andros a little bit yeah no question he looked really nice in that in that game against Nevada and in the opener as well uh, for this LMU team you mentioned it's retooling rebuilding whatever you want to call it with all the injuries they had and the departures of course of James Bateman and Jeffrey McClendon and so on yeah. uh, what do you see for what do you envision for them this year in terms of how successful they can be and what's always a tough Western Conference and you know some tough games out of conference as well yeah, I think that's it. I think the schedule that they've built, it, it seems like they're going to get some early tests, which will hopefully lay a foundation by the time they get to conference play to gel a little bit more. I know I was impressed in talking to Mike Dunlap last season about the Australia trip they took and ca- how it kind of just was able to provide that instant chemistry that, you know, get out of the country, you know, learn about a new culture, spend that time together as a team. So I was really interested to see what he's doing this year with so many freshmen and so many guys from from different cultures you have seven different countries represented how do you gel early in the season and he really talked about that idea of you know it's not just one-off it's not just you know go grab a buddy and go hiking or go camping it's really providing um that time for these players throughout the course of the season it can't just be an off season you know we we did our team camaraderie our team building exercise and it's over it's about how do we sustain that and I think with some great coaches even across professional sports that I've covered you see that innate ability to be a great communicator and Mike Dunlap has that and I think you can kind of tell with the team just from afar not even really getting to talk to many of the players but watching them play that there's that early trust and chemistry between them so I'll be interested to see how that you know coupled with some of these tough game experiences uh, will end up setting them up for conference play and hopefully for some success yeah absolutely and and one thing that I really noticed you know calling the game on the radio side from on Saturday as well was LMU they obviously got up to a hot start shooting it from downtown but the fact that they kept taking those shots even though they didn't shoot it well late in the game last year they did have a great defensive team and obviously a great record but not a very good shooting team. Just the fact they were willing to keep firing and what were good looks was something that I found pretty encouraging for them and just having these young guys having the confidence to take those looks. What did you see on that side? 
Yeah, I think so too. That confidence was definitely there. And again, I mean, I think that confidence goes around a guy like Eli Scott, that personality from from afar, from an outsider's perspective. It's very clear this team is looking to him, not just to run the point, but to really be that solid presence for them on the court. And then when you physically foul out of a game, you could you could almost feel that air, that deflation of the team going, oh no, like there's our rock, there's our guy. And even so much so, and I know you saw it from where you were sitting that Steve Alford came over onto the court and gave Eli Scott a hug because he knows that he's kind of the heart and soul of that team and the guy that runs everything but again I think that 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 kind of a personality can leak into other guys and hopefully they'll start to see that um, as they grow and mature and it's clear it's already happened with the confidence as you mentioned to just you know keep taking those shots keep firing them up and um, uh, eventually there'll be a game where those kind of shots will end up falling and be, be the difference. Yeah and obviously you're you're familiar with the Mountain West you're a Colorado State alum, and lo and behold, on the schedule, LMU has Colorado State here at home in their next ball game coming up on Saturday. Uh, what do you know about this Colorado State team? We know the two teams have played each other earlier in Mike Dunlap's tenure, 2015 and 16. But what do you know about this year's edition of the team, and, and what kind of game we can expect on Saturday? Yeah, Colorado State definitely went through that transition period last year. You know, they had a coaching change. You go from from the coaching likes of Larry Stacy and his coaching style to a very different style. And Nico Medved, who had been an assistant coach at Colorado State, um, had moved on for a head coaching opportunity and is now back. And I think last year, you know, watching the team really closely, it was a big transition period of just allowing that trust to come in a very different style of coaching um for lack of a better term more positive style of coaching um that the team had to get used to especially for the carryover of guys the the big players nico carvacho um even chris martin who had been been a recruited transfer recruit under larry stacy just trying to kind of you know resell this idea of what would make a team work for them they had a lot of freshmen last year that they were playing in their starting lineup and i think those guys are just one more year experienced they've had another off season in the weight room kind of that whole you know adage of a lot of those freshmen that do get a start you start to look to the future of your program like lmu has and this experience that they're building in those early years i mean gosh that can pay dividends uh for a team and the future of a, of a university so I think that's where Colorado State is um, the, the big player there being Nico Carvacho this is a guy the ball runs through him um, he's a thousand point scorer in his career he's close to a thousand rebounds now he has the Mountain West Conference record for rebounds um, and he's definitely a player that has his sights playing on the next level I think he's a guy that, that would like to uh, enter the NBA draft when he's done this year at Colorado State and, and hopefully have that chance to play in the NBA so um another year for for Nico and more experience and again having to really be a leader he really had to to learn that last year um how to help transition that next group of guys that that younger class so it's kind of a familiar group in a way in terms of a lot of their starters are back but they also have a couple of freshmen that they're playing um and a little trial by fire for some of those guys so I'm interested to see over the course of a season how they grow um, they had that opportunity. I, I use I say opportunity because <laughs> any time that a, um, a, a 
team that's not in a big six conference is playing at Duke, it seems like an opportunity. You probably are going in knowing the score is not going to be favorable to you, but I think they learned a lot about playing a big team like that, a nationally ranked team, a top you know, five team, and at Cameron Indoor, such a historical place. So I think that was such an amazing experience that they're coming off of. Obviously got beat up pretty bad, but but what did they learn about that and how can that help uh, them and their growth as a team this year? Yeah, and, and you mentioned Nico Carvacho, who has just been ever-improving through his career and so impressive, averaging a double-double here early in the season. Uh, and you also mentioned earlier the, the Lions team has good length and size, but not yeah. as much at the center position. How do you think right. they, they go about guarding someone like Carvacho? I know they sent a lot of double teams in the Nevada game. Uh, it seems like we can't anticipate that again uh, this weekend. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the hardest part about the Colorado State team is once you start to double team inside, Nico's able to go outside and they have a great three-point threat in Adam Thistlewood. They have a point guard in Kendall Moore, who's one of the fastest guys on the court that I've ever seen. And then, of course, the threat of the ball in Chris Martin's hands. So I think when you start to play the double team game with Nico, there's there's availability to kick out. And if one of those guys are hot, uh, it's going to have to change the game plan a little bit. But I think he's going to be on the boards I think what you have to do is put that pressure on him to try to try and miss early I think it's a confidence game sometime with Nico but he does seem to end up at, there's been games that we've broadcast where I'm like wait he had a double double <laughs> because you're like he, it was an off shooting night for him and all of a sudden you look I know this last uh, Wednesday their game against Omaha he scored 21 points and had 19 rebounds and you're like did anyone else play in the game or was it just him you know he has that ability um, to change a game with his size so it will be interesting to see what the Lions do but also if they're willing to make an adjustment um, if another player gets involved yeah absolutely it should be a, a fun matchup on Saturday with a couple of fun players like we said and Eli Scott and Nico Carvacho Jenny uh, really appreciate the time uh, we know that people out there can hear you on all over the sports landscape but on broadcast with uh, with the Rockies and of course AT&T Sportsnet for college basketball uh, really appreciate you taking the time and coming on the, the LMU podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jesse. And a big thanks to Jenny Kavner once again for coming on the show. And a big thanks to you for tuning in once again here in the LMU Basketball Podcast. As we said with Jenny, she does great work all across the sports landscape. You can find her through AT&T Sportsnet covering local Colorado Rockies games for the pregame and postgame there. Also doing, of course, play-by-play at times, as we mentioned and doing work for AT&T Sportsnet on the college basketball scene, predominantly with the Mountain West, as you've heard as well. So big thanks again to Jenny Kavnar. Be sure to follow her on Twitter, at Jenny Kavnar. And be sure to get yourself ready for Saturday night when the LMU Lions are back in action as they take on the Colorado State Rams. 7 p.m. tip-off from Gersten Pavilion. Should be a fun matchup. Colorado State 2-1 and on the year. LMU 1-1. One and one. You just heard a little preview of some of the personnel on both teams, so will be an excellent matchup. You can hear me on the radio call, 88.9 FM, and also the live feed, live stream, watch stadium, or the W.TV to be able to find find that as well for LMU basketball on your screen wherever you may tune us in. And then the Lions will take off for the Bahamas the following week where they have three games in four days for the Junkanoo Jam. We'll be sure to bring you another podcast before the action takes place for that, but the LMU Lions get into the thick of the non-conference schedule now, and really happy to have you here following along with the LMU Basketball Podcast as they do. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Once again, 
If you enjoy the show, know we're available on all of your favorite directories, including Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, Tune, and Spotify and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com, where there are also many other great shows, over 130 on the platform, including another show that I host as well, the Believe in Clippers podcast for the LA Clippers, so be sure to check that out as well, and also follow along with Believe on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the handle at Believe Podcast, and please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple and give a great review. That would help us out a lot as we keep moving forward with the LMU Basketball Podcast, but as we said, that will do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Until next week, this is Jesse Cass signing off here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.